What is going on, everybody? This is Clint. This is Locked On Bulldogs. Glad you're here with us. Today, I want to talk about a couple things, and it revolves around this defense that, again, showed out against Vanderbilt. We're going to talk about why we have the best defense in the SEC. While no offense scares me, and oh, wait, we have the best defense in the SEC thanks to these young men. Come on back here on Locked On Bulldogs to tell you all You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Daniel is still gallivanting. Call him uh, Gulliver. For Gulliver's Travels. I don't know. Uh, glad to be here with you. We're talking Bulldogs. We're talking Vanderbilt overreaction still on this Tuesday. We overreacted. Go check out the show yesterday. And over the weekend, we talked about uh, just how dominant and monstrous this offense is everywhere. We're not going to talk about the defense a little bit because this defense needs some love. And I'm going to start right here. I'm going to start right off the top. Uh, the very easiest way to talk about it. Um, who, who, if I was to ask you, who's giving up the least amount of yards per game in the SEC. Oh, that's right. It's your Bulldogs. Okay. But what if I was to change the statistic and say to you, who has the least rushing yards allowed? Kentucky? Hmm. Alabama? Answer no. Hard no on that one. No, it's the Bulldogs again. But wait, but wait, like like passing yards per game. Our, our secondary, look, we don't have anybody back there. We have nobody back there. Clint, we lost everybody. Oh, that's right. Best passing yards allowed in the SEC. What about points per game? Oh, what if it's under 10, the only SEC school to have such a stat? Therefore, again, ranking us statistically and all metrics, anywhere you slice them and dice them, I don't care. The Bulldogs are leading again. Now, here's why this is wild and here's why this is beyond interesting to me. And here's what you need to keep in mind. We said on this podcast very early on, Daniel and myself, we were sky high on this D. Now, D came out, had some issues at certain points this season. But I told you last week, leading up to Vanderbilt, they got a real strong-armed quarterback. I also told you how we handled Auburn was going to tell me how I think we can handle AR. Anthony Richardson down in Florida, who, by the way, just got handled by LSU. Not a not a great look there. Um, what this means is you want to take a guy who can throw the ball. Okay, that's fine. We we took care of him. Now, again, you can talk about protection. You can talk about scheme. You can talk about receivers. But a guy that's got a strong arm is going to haul it and hurl it down the field. Now, there were two very, 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 very bad passes A.J. Swan should have hit. Two of them. One on the sideline should have been caught. Um, defender trailing in coverage. Bad, bad, bad luck. Okay, I get it. I understand. Secondly, um, there, was another, there was another route down the sideline that he horribly overthrew, I think, going the other way, going the opposite way into the other end of the end zone. But he can sling it, and we stopped him from slinging all over the yard. Uh, now, I'm going to come back to one player at the end of this, and we're going to give out some some kudos and some not-so-kudos. Uh, I'm going to look at one young man that may have already peaked, and I'm going to challenge him once more. But this defense, statistically, all across the board, 
is monstrous as well. We got big O monster on one end. We got ourselves monsters on the other. Nolan Smith is the best edge run defender in college football. No one sets an edge better than him. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to the third segment already. Let me get back to this. This defense went up against a strong arm quarterback, said, nope, doesn't do it. Went up against uh, Auburn, who, by the way, has some talent. As we saw them, as we saw them kind of show out a little bit in the second half of this week, make a game of it. AR can run. He can't throw, but he can run. And we took both types of quarterbacks, and we 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 didn't play AR yet. I understand that. Um, so we, he's he's a different breed. But but Auburn's offense is the same. It's the same offense, and we demolished that. And we demolished Vanderbilt, who is an improved team. We held them to no points. That's impressive, and that is right on par with who we are handling ourselves on defense. I'm going to come back after this. I'm going to talk to you about schematically why that is. I'm going to talk about some other look-ahead games. I'm looking ahead to Florida, and I'm looking ahead to Tennessee and Kentucky. You and I can talk at a different time, but I'm not here for you right now. But first, I want you to know about Upside. Upside is a fantastic place to go to get an app, download it to your phone, and wherever you shop, gas station, grocery store, uh, TJ Maxx, do not go to the auto zone of Walmart. Come on, y'all. Uh, but Upside app is the place that you go to start calculating all the times that you go purchase things and get free money right back into your wallet every time you use the app. It sounds simple. It is simple. It sounds too good to be true. No, no, no. It's not too good to be true. It is fantastic. Upside app is the app you need. Head over right now, download it in the iOS, Google Play, wherever you have apps, download it now and put in the promo code locked on, get $5 added to the first purchase you make of $10 or more and track it with the Upside app. It's not too good to be true. Go get it right now. All right. So I told you that schematically we have some things as well as look ahead. Schematically, here's what's happening. Um, we can do zone. We can do man. Checks out. We could do blitz. We can do no blitz. And this is, that did burn us one time. It could have burned us one time. Thankfully, it didn't burn us one time. But Robert Beal Jr. is not a guy that can run with anybody on a wheel route or a seam route or running down the sideline on a leak out route that turns into a go. Um, don't ask him to do that again because it was scary. It was bad. It wasn't great. But schematically, we can change depending on what the offense gives us. We have the personnel for it. We have the defensive coordinator for it. And we have adjustments all the way through. Uh, The second group of guys were out there holding down a big old goose egg on this team, which was fantastic and lovely. And I I was here for all of it. Y'all, the monsters on this D are as follows. Let me tell you who they are. Tyke, I saw you this game. Tyke Smith came in in a big way. He was covering guys, and he was tackling guys. I love to see it. Christopher Smith, you will keep doing you. You grade out every single time. You are the stalwart. You are the vet of that. Malachi Starks in that secondary, you're, you're a freak. Now, I, I want to talk schematically why that allows us to do certain things. The emergence of Tyke this last game really showed me something because as many of you saw, Tennessee just go absolutely bananas and bonkers with free – release wide receivers all day long out of the slot, out of the stack, wherever they had one read go, Hinden Hooker was able to do so. The schematics of having those three guys in the middle of the field, middle of the field, where was, where, where was Tennessee's, where's Florida's big hitters? They're not, they're not the throws on the sideline because that involves a little bit of touch. That involves a little bit of uh, a foresight that involves a little bit of arm strength and talent that I don't think these other cats have not named Carson Beck. 
middle of the field is going to be very, 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 very important for the next few weeks. And you want to, I'll throw Levis in there as well because he likes to do that. But with the emergence of Taiki, Malachi Starks being locked down and Christopher Smith, that is what is what gives me all the ability in the world to say that I don't have a fear so much against anybody. I said at the beginning of the show, I, I could face anybody in the SEC. I can face anybody in the nation. It doesn't scare me because of those three guys and the emergence they have. Now, add on top of that, Pops playing out of his mind. Dumas Johnson is, is not a second-year inside linebacker in the SEC. I don't know what he is. He's not that because he's incredible is what he is. And he's, he's hitting fools. He's popping fools. He's covering. He's running sideline to sideline. It's borderline impressive. No, it is impressive. The middle of the field is well within our ability to lock down. Now, if you continue going right up that gut, right up the center, and you go all the way back to Bear Alexander up front, that dude's been a menace, a menace upon menace. And the rotation of the defensive line, we haven't seen the absolute, uh, I'm here and never take me off the field, Jalen Carter has been injured, he would be that guy. But the rotation of the defensive tackle and the defensive end positions up the middle and the gut of this defense in which you hear Kirby and you understand they want to run it through that. They want to be healthy there. The outside is hard to get to in the SEC and with anything. But if you have a short up gut, you have a short up middle, you can do a lot. And that's exactly what we have in that defensive tackle, defensive end rotation. Uh, I guess there's not a running game that scares me. There's not a guard play that scares me. There's not a center play combo that scares me against our defensive tackles. I've seen enough to see that they're fantastic. I don't see anybody splitting a seam or doing too deep on us, on taking a couple of seam routes and then peeling them off into some flags or whatever. None of that scares me because we showed this last week that we have that absolute killer instinct in us, Um, and it's fun. I'm going to come back after this, talk about a few guys in particular, maybe some guys that we aren't so excited about. But first, I want to talk about Nissan. Nissan has this incredible, incredible line of new cars. They're not new cars and new trucks. They're redesigned, and the features are fantastic. This is the thrilling thing that's happening at Nissan, and it's what is fantastic about college football. College football is thrilling in and of itself. If you remember Big O making that one-handed grab, that's the thrilling, thrilling aspect that these cars have that we love college football all about and nissan's bringing you that they are the car manufacturer the truck manufacturer the suv manufacturer that you need to know about uh and so right now because college football is so thrilling i need to see the thrilling redesigns of the ultima of the frontier of the armada nissan has all of these cars and they're fantastic get over there right now check out their website nissan most thrilling cars on the planet all right y'all Let's talk about some names because I'm coming for some souls. I'm coming not for some souls. Uh, let's start. Keely Ringo, get better. Get better. He played awful. He's been playing awful. That wasn't just this game. Many of you are giving him a pass. Keely Ringo has not been himself. He dropped that easy pick six, and he came off the field completely disinterested in that. There's something not right there. As Eric Gilbert continues to ascend, and he's high-fiving and congratulating and catching touchdown passes and playing of the game and traveling with the team when he's not even going, Keely Ringo's Something's going on. I don't know what's going on. I really don't. No one does. But it doesn't look right. He hasn't played well all year. Uh, Lassiter, thank goodness, has emerged. Now, he he had some rough plays as well. The outside was a little rough. We did. AJ Swan, if he wanted to, had those plays out there. But but Kamari Lassiter, thank you for showing up. Thank you for being there. Um, we need, need 
need Keely Ringo to show out in the next couple weeks. He's going to be tested against Tennessee. He's going to be looked at. If I'm studying film, look, I know he's got the pick six in the national championship game, and everybody talks about it, and everybody loves it, and everybody puts it on, on social media, but he hasn't been playing out this year. It's a weak spot for me, and it's funny that Malachi's interceptions, it seems to me that, that or, or, or near interceptions and plays keep on coming when he's roaming to that side, when he's hinting and fading to that side of the field with Keyleon. I don't like it so much. But let's talk about another dude. I, I mentioned Nolan Smith. Uh, you're the best edge defender in the SEC, in the entire nation. You set an edge, nobody stops. You won't get kicked out. You won't get stuffed down. You won't get reached. You keep that edge with that free outside shoulder to come up the field and make a tackle, make a play. It's incredible, y'all. You are watching a master. Now, many of you want the sack numbers. We're not going to get sack numbers against Georgia because we bring pressure and they get the ball out very, 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 very quickly when they play us. Tennessee, we might have a shot. Kentucky, we might have a shot with play action. Florida, we have no shot uh, because they don't even know what the offense is going to do. But that, when you want to set the edge on a run, whoo, Nolan Smith can do that in a hurry. Um, Ryan Davis, I see you in all your glory. You're doing fantastic. This D is for real. And we talked about at the beginning of the year, they can be special. They are special. Guys, they're leading, leading every statistical category in the SEC of defense. They are special. Stop saying they can grow. The ceiling is high for this defense. The ceiling is higher than the best defense in the SEC. Let that sink in. We are currently great. Currently, right now. Oh, and we can get so much better. That's scary, y'all. Now we have a bye week. Now we have a lot of film. Now we have a lot of grades. And now we can prepare in earnest for three games at a time. That should terrify you, Tennessee fan that's here. I should terrify you, Florida fan that's here. I should terrify you, Kentucky. No, there's no Kentucky fan here. We're already the best, and we can only get better because more reps and great coaching. We are not Alabama. Our coach is not old and feeble and ready to have a heart attack on the sideline. Our coach is young and energetic and all about this. We can be special because we are great already. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Come back. We'll talk the rest of this week. I know it's a bye week, but we'll get ahead to maybe some Tennessee and some Florida news and notes later this week. See you guys.